Well, this episode is sadly not covering off events of today in F1, and if anybody is unsure, we're recording this on the 1st of February, where if you listen to our sister show, Grid Talk, you will hear this bit of news in the F1 world. But welcome to Formula Talk. My name is Tom Downey, and joining me today, we have Aaron Harper. Hello. Hello, sir. And we are going to have a quick look at the 2024 F2 season, so the upcoming season. Just before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor, Bet Online. The Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's online where the game starts. Also, please do be sure to follow our socials at UK. That's Facebook, Instagram, Threads. I think we have Twitter. I'm not a very social media person these days. So, yeah, take my word for it, please. So, Aaron, the 2024 FC season is looming large in our in our proverbial rearview mirrors. And you know, very soon it's going to be tailgating us like me and my Audi driving down the M4. So that's a joke. So yes, so we've got a couple of new joiners in in uh, in, in F2 this season, and you know we, we've got we've got some news as well, sort of like for, for F2 in in general. So first of all, Oli Behrman has been named as both Ferrari and Haas reserve driver, and also indeed for Haas, he's going to be taking part in a number of FP1 sessions. Probably wishes it was the Ferrari, let's be fair. I mean, Oli Behrman, obviously, I want to say set, set F2 a light last season. I think maybe that's stretching a little bit. I think I'm a bit biased because I really like him. I really rate him. But looking at Behrman ahead of the 2024 season, do you think he's got like a, do you think he's got it in him to really do a title fight? Yeah, I think so. I have to agree with you. He, he did set F2 a light at times last season. At times, it, it was very much a rookie season for him. But we saw that from other competitors who made the jump from F3 to F2 in 2023. And of course, look no further than Oli Behrman's weekend in Azerbaijan, where he won both races, took pole position, and did the pole position lap with a bent steering wheel, no less. So, you know, the boy has got cojones, so to speak. And I think off the back of those FP1 sessions in 2023 with Haas in Mexico, and in Abu Dhabi, he's earned some really positive reviews from the engineering team there. And Ferrari have seen him in Formula 2. They've seen him through Formula 3. And they they recognise the talent that's there. He's clearly got the speed. And I think if you've got the speed, you can always harness the rest of it. You can sort of smooth out those rough edges. But if a driver doesn't have the fundamental speed, then you can't really take them much further than their speed will will take them. And with Oli Behrman, he's clearly got the speed to do it. So for him, it's a great opportunity, not just to have a great tilt at the title this season in Formula 2, even though it's going to be really stiff competition, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, I'm sure. But the opportunity to do multiple FP1s, he knows that that pathway is set out for him, although it may not end up in a Ferrari seat anytime soon, considering the news that's broken today. But definitely, I think, a C at Haas is on the cars for 2025. 
Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen are among the older statements in for, st- statesmen in Formula One. So not only would winning Formula Two go a long way in that, but being competitive at the sharp end in F2 this year, challenging for the championship and delivering really good feedback and development within those FP1 sessions. I think that's where his season really is because he's got that pathway mapped out in a way that almost no one else on the F2 grid has. And that's kind of credit to Ferrari for doing that. That's uh, We, we criticise Ferrari for a lot of things on uh, Grid Talk, but we should applaud them for this. Absolutely. And, you know, whilst Ferrari might not get their F1 strategy right, they seem to be getting the strategy right for their their junior drivers. And if you think that's a five-star strategy, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'm getting good at these, I'd tell you. So, yeah, you know, you mentioned, obviously, a bit of a title fight or, you know, certainly, certainly taking a title fight. I fully agree. And like I said, I'm I'm a big fan of Ollie Behrman. I find him really exciting when he was driving. And, you know, it's just nice to see a fresh talent. I'm glad you mentioned that Azerbaijan weekend, especially with the bench steering rack, because that was something else that he pulled off that weekend. His teammate, now, just to be clear, that, that both drivers are driving for Prema, which is very much the Italian you know, Ferrari back team. His teammate, who is the Italian driver, who is a Mercedes backed driver of Andrea Kimi, aka Kimi Antonelli. So, do you think this is good? I'm just going to like make, I'm just going to give you a bit of a leading statement, Aris, so buckle in. Do you think this season, with Behrman and Antonelli both racing for Prema, who, let's face it, Prema is one of the better, if not best teams? In F2, do you think it's good practice for Kimi Antonelli to, to to get used to being in a title fight with a teammate ahead of when he races alongside George Russell in 2025? Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but it's, it, the door is definitely open for Kimi Antonelli now. And, you know, the fact that he's skipped Formula 3 from winning Frecker so dominantly and gone straight into a top team in Formula 2 suggests that Mercedes think really highly of him and his. His results speak for themselves, and anyone who's watched him race in the the lower categories has spoken really highly of his talents. But jumping into a Formula 2 car is no mean feat. And of course, it took Victor Martins and Oli Behrman, who were both outstanding at times in Formula 3 in 2022, it took them some time to get used to things in F2. And even last year's champion, Teo Porsche, was a third season champion. So it's not always the Oscar Piastri, Sean Leclerc, George Russell route, where you arrive in Formula 2, you blitz it and you move on. But if someone's going to copy that, it might just be Kimi Antonelli. And he's got a massive carrot dangling ahead of him now. But we did, at, the, at the time of recording, we don't actually know what Mercedes are going to do. It, it's literally been 44 minutes since car number 44 will be departing the Mercedes to Ferrari has been announced. So... That couldn't have been better timed, could it, really? So it's it's a great opportunity for him, but he's still got to do the business in F2, and that's where his focus needs to be. It's less about, I say preparation, but it's, it's about doing the job now and preparing himself to be in F1, not just to be in the Mercedes team. And I think competing against a top-level teammate by Formula 2 standards is kind of where you want to put your drivers anyway, because then you get a really good barometer for where they are. If if he goes up against Behrman and beats him, and beats him well, that suggests he's absolutely the real deal. Put him in the Mercedes immediately. Whoever knows what they're going to do with it. So there's 
Other stiff competition, which we're going to get to in a minute in the ART team. Also, look out for Rodin Carlin. They've got some strong drivers there. So it's not going to be straightforward, but everyone is watching with bated breath to see what Kimi can do this year. If he goes and wins the first race at Canter, like it's a Pandora's box of excitement, I'm sure. But I think we need to just keep a rein on things. If, if it doesn't go so well in the first few races, just give him some time because the kid's got talent, but he's got to get to grips with a brand new car, as have all the drivers, but you know him especially because he's coming from Freca. So it's going to be completely different machinery, more powerful, and it handled slightly differently as well. So lots to look forward to in terms of that Framer partnership. It could either be excellent, it could be combustible, it could just be insane, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was, I was joking, you know, when I said about about the, you know, the the inter team battle, you know, for 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 Kimi. It still feels weird saying for Kimi because when I say that in my head, I think Kimi Raikkonen, but you know, he's a little bit old for F two these days. But yes, that should uh, Premier. They should be really should be ones to watch for twenty twenty uh, twenty twenty four. Let's just have a quick look at, at the other grid because we've got uh, we've got a, you know, quite a few drivers who have sort of been in and around F2 for you know, a, li- a little bit now and we've got some other drivers who who have stepped up from from, from F3 you know, we've got three this year the sort of standout three as we could say from F3 from last year with Gabby Bortoletto Michael Colapinto and Paul Aaron all stepping up to F3 from F2. We also have people like Josh Dirksen racing for, for PHM who sets who sets, uh, I don't even know what, what thing he was in, I think he was I think, oh yeah he set Fracrolite Finishing a, a a really impressive P19 in 2023, so of course the natural step is to go straight into F2. That's sarcasm if you can't tell. Yes, yes. So you you know F2 this year. It's almost like we sort of got to a point where it's like you know, do we have you know some drivers who may sort of move on at the end of the season, regardless of of you know if they're in a title fight? Because if we look at some of the names, so we've got people. Just going to throw a few names out there. So we've got Victor Martins, who's been around for, for a while, on Morel. Correa obviously, you know, has the Dax in twenty nineteen and has come back and worked his way back to F two. This would be, I believe, his third full season after the accident, maybe second full season. You know, Dennis Hager's been around for you know for, for a little while. And you know, people like Isaac Hadshaw and Richard Rashore as well. Um the one name that we're missing from that list is Ralph Bosham, because since F 2s inception, it's the first time we don't know if he's going to be racing. There's only one seat available. What do you well, actually, I'm going to phrase this in a different way. We've got a mix of established heads, if you like, and we've got the sort of young guns coming in. You know, so we've got obviously we've got Antony, Portletico, Pinto, Aaron, etc. Not you, Aaron. Just yeah, my breaking news. Who do you think is going to win F2 in 2024? I think the favourite, based on his form towards the end of last season, is Victor Martins. There are still some inconsistencies that he needs to iron out. ART delivered a car that was just unbelievable at times last season. Like the first two races, they were on pole by three quarters of a second at both of them. Once with Terry Pochet and the other with Victor Martin. So they've definitely got the engineering team to set the car up. And from what I've heard, the cars are mechanically fairly similar to what came before. It's just aerodynamically, they're almost completely different. So... Mechanically, the car should be relatively straightforward to set up. 
he's not got as much of a challenge from his teammate in Zach O'Sullivan. And I say that in sort of the, the context of Zach is an, an F3 graduate coming into his first season at, at F2 level. But then so was Victor Martins last season, although he came in as the F3 champion. So, you know, he, he could try and assert some dominance there, whereas the, the two Prima boys might be almost edgy, egging each other on to the point where they start taking points off of each other. So I think the favourite is is Martins, but look, Zach O'Sullivan is perfectly capable of winning several races. He actually won more races last year in F3 than the eventual champion, Gabriele Bossoletto. So he's perfectly capable of winning plenty of races for ART this season. It's I, I feel like it's a bit of a stacked grid because there's so much talent in the top teams. And, you know, we, we can almost point to drivers like Dennis Hauger, who's threatened to be a star in F2. It just hasn't quite come together yet. And of course, I mentioned Bortoletto, reigning F3 champ. What can he pull off? I like Franco Colapinto. I think he's a, a really neat and tidy driver. MP Motorsport have shown that they can win races and deliver even at championships. So, you know, it, it, it does, I think, come down to the team, getting it right with the driver. But we can't really look too much further than ART and Prema for straightforward championship options. Martins, Behrman, Antonelli will all go into this season with their eyes on the big prize, but don't count out the likes of Miata or Maloney or Bortoletto or Hauger. It's such an open and competitive championship. Almost anyone can win it, but if I had to pick one favourite, I would say it's Martins. And if I had to say one person who I think will win it, it's kind of too early to, to sort of hang my hat on anyone, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Ollie Behrman. Bah. Yeah, I'd, it's one of those because it's like, do we go with, you know, you know yeah, it's hard to say, do you, do you go with someone like Victor Martins who has been close a few times? And if you look at Victor Martins' sort of you know, history, 2020, uh, sorry, 2019, Renault Cup seconds, 2020, he won Formula Renault Euro Cup. I said Renault Cup, I meant Euro Cup. 2021, didn't win F3. 2022, won F3. 2023 didn't win F2. Does that mean 2024 for carrying on? He wins F2. I think he's he's definitely got the minerals for it. Like you said, the cars are very different this year. You know, you know dynamically they're you know they're definitely taking the step that they have one car's made for 2022. I want to see Ollie Behrman win the championship, and given what he showed in his rookie season last season, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him take one of the seats at Haas. For the 2025 F1 season. And that is a lovely segue to my next question. Of the drivers who are on the 2024 grid for F2, and bear in mind the news we found out today, who do you think, if anyone, could or will be promoted to F1 for 2025? I think the, the obvious answer is, like you said, Oli Behrman, there could be a space open at Haas if Hulkenberg or Magnussen move on. So there's that possibility because Ferrari, I'm sure, if, if Behrman finishes in the top two, they'll want him in a Formula 1 seat. You know, you, you can't look much further than Haas. Whatever you think of the team, it's obviously going to be good experience for, I say good experience, it'll be experience at Formula 1 level for Oli Behrman. Whether it's a good experience or not, that's a different question. But, I mean, he'll be getting Formula 1 level experience. But also, with the Mercedes situation now, then suddenly having an open seat just blows the entire driver market wide open for 25, not just in Formula 1, but also in, in Formula 2, because, you know, they, they could promote Antonelli. 
They could take the risk. McLaren did it in 2007 with Lewis Hamilton. And look how that paid off. He should have won that world championship. He didn't, but he was unbelievable. And he showed that he was ready. Max Verstappen went in a Red Bull second season, probably could have gone in there first season and done a very, very good job. He won on his debut for the team. And look at the success he's gone on to have. Bear in mind, Max Verstappen didn't even do Formula 2, or as it was then called, GP2. So GP2, yeah. It's definitely possible for a lot of these drivers to go on and be in F1, but there's just going to be limited number of seats. Sadly for Victor Martins, I think Jack Doohan is ahead of him in the Alpine queue, but they have a history of not actually getting things right with their junior drivers. Don't they? Gasly, <laughs> yeah, shock horror. And also Gasly and Ocon seem pretty locked in. And yeah, I think I think they'll keep them around for a little while unless one of them moves on to Audi or a space opens up. We'll see. It all it does hinge really on the, the F1 market, of course. But they're, they're the two or three, I think, that are most likely to make the jump. There's no one else that really stands out to me. Maybe Isaac Hadjar to Alpha Tauri, but then you've got Liam Lawson waiting in the wings as well. But uh, I don't know if uh, Zane Maloney's just joined the uh, the Stake Sauber Academy. So maybe he gets a shot at Audi, potentially if they don't take Porsche. But I find that very difficult to believe. But again, that's 2026. So yeah, there's not there's not many options to getting into Formula One. And, you know, I was speaking to Alex Brundle towards the end of last season. He likened it to being on Takeshi's Castle, where you run up against the door and you're not sure if it's open or not. And it is a little bit like that. That was a great way of summarising trying to get onto the F1 grid. And all of these F2 drivers are banging on the door as loud as they can. But how much people hear them behind those doors, these metaphoric doors, all depends on how well they perform on track. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, and we have seen it before where, you know, the, like you said, Alpine definitely dropped the ball with some of their junior drivers. I don't know what Jack Doohan is doing for 2024. You know, I, it looks like he's not going to be in, not going to be in F2. I, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not aware of what he's doing, but, you know, he's uh, going to be doing reserve duties for. Well, I've got a feeling, yeah, I've got a feeling. his Oscar Piastri style tweet probably. Yeah, give it six months and we'll say, I understand it without my consent. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Yeah. But, you know, also, you know, Ferrari, you know, th- you know they kind of missed the boat a bit with Callum Eilert and Robert Schwarzman because they didn't have room. So, you know, you hope that they will learn from mistakes past. Like you said, I think Behrman going to, going to Haas, whilst, you know, Haas might not be the most competitive on track. Obviously, Haas are having their own changes. You know, they, you know they're, they're having a change of leadership, you know, at the top with multiple positions. It could be the start of something good for Haas. If they have a young gun in like him alongside an experienced head, say like like Hulkenberg for a season or two or K-Mag for a season or two, I'd say Hulkenberg's the best driver, to be honest. I think if they do, although Max has got a podium, if they, yeah, that that could do wonders for, for that team and do wonders for Behrman, who will be cooked and stewed nicely until Hamilton retires because he'll do what, minimum two, three years at Ferrari. I would say so, you know. So we could be looking at like a 2027, which is bad when you think about it, but it's actually not that far away, which is even more scary. You know, we could be looking at Behrman into a prime, if you want to call it that, F1 seat at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, in terms of people who graduate to, to F1, 
from here. I, I I would I would be surprised if both Premier drivers, especially if Bevan wins the championship, I would be surprised if they don't both go to F one. Yeah, you know, Kimi and Stelly, you, you know, Mercedes have got their own sort of questions there. You know, do they you know do, do they put in Williams for a year or two, depending on how Logan Sargent does? You know, would Williams be okay with that? I mean, I don't think they have that much of a choice sometimes, really, because of you know, the partnership with Mercedes. Mercedes take a punt and put him straight into the seat alongside George Russell. Who knows? Um, and then you have Behrman. You know, we don't want a Piastri and what I fear is going to happen to Drogovic-type situation where he will spend two years on the sidelines and then, you know, it's just, you know, these drivers want to drive. They don't want to sit on the pit wall and, you know, watch people driving around in the cars that they could be driving, could be driving well in. Unfortunately, you know, Daddy's son is driving around in that car instead. I'm not naming any names. Troll! So, yeah. So, sorry, I got a nasty cough. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I, th- I think, you know, I think this is probably a wider conversation about that sort of F2 transitioning to F1 anyway. We talked about it before. We will release that episode at some point. That was after Qatar last year. I've still got the recording. So that, that'll be an episode in itself. Yeah, I, I would say Berman and Antonelli sort of fairly nailed on. As for everybody else, I, I think we're almost too early or like, yeah, to too, early, too early in the season. I think we need to see what's happening with City season in F1 first because it's already started. We need to see who's going where, who's doing what. Because you've got to think about where's Carlos Sainz going to go in F1. You know, will that, you know, where's he going to go? Is he going to boot someone out? You know, depends what happens with the Mercedes seat, all the rest of it. So I would, I would be surprised if both Prema drivers didn't go to F1 in some capacity. So yeah. Well, yeah. Was, was there, a, was there, was that a point for me to pick up on or? It can be, yeah. I wasn't sure if that I was supposed to come in there. No, it's fine. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll cut that in, cut that in post. Yeah, so yeah, so I finished that point and no. oh, just just add something to it. Yeah, definitely the the Prima boys are the front of the queue for getting into Formula One. But like we've seen today, you can't ever rule anything out in the driver market. Just when you think it's all sort of settling into place, one driver just sets this entire domino effect into motion. So uh, we do need to wait and see who's performing well and. There's going to be a story to tell through that, but look, it does always it does always come down to how you perform on track. So if the Premier boys are doing the business, they're not going to get the seats. It's as simple as that. So there might be an option for somebody else to steal in and 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 get that F1 drive. But a lot of drivers are aligned with their academies, so they do tend to follow them through as much as possible. And unless there's no room in the inn, then they they move on. But We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, like you said, the Prema boys, just the two standout candidates to go on to F1, at least at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there, there are lots of other names, obviously, in F1. You know, Dennis Haug has been decent. You know, we've got people like you know, Chris Miney, Fittipaldi, Richard Rashaw has obviously been there for a while. You know, Roman Stanek is, you know, has been doing okay. But, you know, I, I, think, I think this year in F2, we're really going to see, like, Best of the best, and I think we could get. Well, you can't count Berman as rookie champion because he was in F two last year, but I think we're going to get a young, young champion this year. And I think he's going to be one of the Premier drivers, and I think Premier will win the constructors as well. What do you think, Garrett? Be I'd be surprised if 
Prama didn't win the constructors, but you know they could get to the point where they they start taking points off each other. And the the team's championship in F two doesn't have the same kudos as it does in F one. It's about each driver working hard for themselves to get as many points as they can. I'd, I'd spoken to people last year about ART potentially using team orders. I think the two Martins and Porsche had a bit of an incident in Budapest, and we I had a discussion with some people about it. It kind of splits opinion. Yes, team orders can be useful, but they're not really well-liked, especially in Formula 1, and they'd be even less well-liked in Formula 2, where it is really drivers getting into those seats, a lot of them paying for those seats, but I think there's also a place for it. So it's down to the team, I suppose. But you're looking at the balance of the two of the, of the teams, ART are going to be strong, but is Zach O'Sullivan going to be able to score enough points? Is Martins going to be able to iron out those consistency inconsistencies? Are the Prima boys going to take points off each other? Maloney and Miata going to be strong enough? Of course, Miata, the reigning Super Formula champion, coming across. How's he going to adapt to this? There's a lot of question marks over this. And, you know, you go down the order and you see some good drivers, but then you just wonder, are they in the right environment to challenge for the, the, the driver's championship? And is the team in the right position to challenge potentially for the team's championship? But... You know, if a team gets on a roll in, in Formula 2, it can be very difficult to stop them. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting season. And, you know, I'm, I certainly, for one, looking forward to, just looking forward to what, what unfolds. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be quite something. So, uh, Aaron, I just want to give you a quick chance to give yourself a promo, give yourself a plug. Yeah, so, you know, a, I forgot to mention the star site, but you do run the AHCP YouTube channel, podcast, all that fun stuff. Do you just want to give us a little bit about it? Yeah, AHCP, where I show Ferrari how to do things on F1 Manager because they've got a history of not being able to do strategy properly and run their F1 team effectively, although that could be about to change. So, yeah, I, I do F1 Manager playthroughs. I'm currently with Mercedes, but we're also live streaming with Ferrari with a randomized grid. Uh, at the time of recording, I've actually got a new series coming out, which is a full season of Monaco, where I'm managing Charles Leclerc, Ferrari essentially, to try and end his curse around the Principality. Of course, that series will have already started by the time this comes out. So go and check that out as well. Absolutely. Do give it a watch. And Aaron had a video of the Popped off to what thirteen thousand views last last time I looked. Yeah, go, go give us content and watch. It's it's up. It, it is. I, I'm not just saying it. It, it genuinely is entertaining. So I was watching some of it when I was doing some work last night, and I watched about four on the bounce. And so yeah, so def, definitely give give it a watch. As for Grid Talk, well, sorry, Formula Talk. You can find us on you know the socials for our sister show at Grid Talk UK. That is, what with Facebook, Instagram. And say Spotify, that's the podcast. Facebook, Instagram, threads, Twitter, or X, whatever you call it these days. Certainly those, all, all the main social media platforms. So Formula Talk is available on YouTube, where most episodes are recorded live. But it's Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search Formula Talk for our back catalogue of shows with everything to do with the junior series. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get mics, lights, better recording equipment. Also, make sure you su you subscribe so you're the first to know when each new episode is released. We'll be back soon with plenty more motorsport content. Thank you very much for listening to Formula Talk, presented by Bet Online, and goodbye.